Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm in a somber mood. We'll get to that later. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Full Court Press Podcast, hosted by the Craft Factory and SSAW. It's me, Pierre, Matt, and Riley in the building. I'm going to start with you, Matt, because I know you are excited. So how are you doing, man? Man, I am so good, but <laughs> I, I, I have to make a formal apology to kick off this podcast. Uh, I have to make an apology to Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard. Wow, he got the whole name. Is, is, hey, I'm sorry, Matt. I mean, is, is that the dude who, uh, God, I think he played for the the, the, the Trail Lasers or something? Yeah, um, the, guy, yeah like, the point guard for the- uh, Same billiards? Is that what you said his name was? <laughs> I have been critical of Dame. I just don't like the Blazers. I'm not a big Dame fan, but I got to give credit where credit is due. This man is playing out of his mind. Um, and so I just want to formally apologize to Mr. Lillard as he's probably listening to this. Um, of course. That, that Dame time is crushing it and he gets all the credit. Matt, after after he had that sixty-one point game, and he's looking yeah. around at the cameras, just basically saying like, "Put some respect on my fucking name." Oh yeah, yeah, like, I saw like, that. I read his lips. You saw that? Did you get a chill down your spine? Like you thought he was looking right in your eyes? No, he, was <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So okay. intimidating, dude. I love his energy, man. He that dude <laughs> is just so, like the anger behind it all is wild. I watched like, the entire game, and I'm just hoping Lillard misses because I knew if he just goes off again, then I got to say something on the podcast. And uh, he just back to back nights just went man, off. Back to back, that's what was crazy. And, and this guy just ever since, and we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But ever since that Clipper stuff, and he missed those two free throws, he has had this look in his eyes that is scary. Oh yeah, it's and like it's a crazy. Great white shark. It's like that black, like dead eyes of a great white right shark. Now. Man, he had his night was so great that the sixty-one points he scored, they made all his shoes sixty-one dollars. That was crazy. Yeah, they sold out. I think of almost everything. I'm not a big fan on the shoes. They hurt my feet. I have a pair. I've never bought a pair of those, and I yeah, you own a pair of, of Lillard shoes. Yeah, because somebody told me they're really comfy to ball in, and they're cheap. They weren't. They're not expensive. Yeah. They're like, I think they're normally Okay, like, Matt, you like, just apologized. Now you're saying they're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like attacking the man's like shoes, price Matt. Price wise, inexpensive. No, yeah, that's no, cool. They're only, like, they're only like 110 or something otherwise. Yeah, they're 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 pretty inexpensive for a good pair of basketball shoes, but they're not super wide. And so Yeah. That's why I can't like I was going to buy some, but that's why I didn't buy any cuz my feet are a little wider, so I didn't I definitely yeah. can't wear them. But no, so, I just want to say I give credit to Dame um, and I take back uh, me saying that he was not deserving of an NBA second team. Hmm. And also, um, is that a little? Are you a little? Are you saying this like kind of preemptively because you know that uh, they're on the heels of the eight seed? Yeah, like if they get to the eight seed, like if you hadn't apologized, you think he was gonna just keep it coming? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this game, you can calm down just a little bit. Maybe score thirty points, forty yeah, points. Trying maybe. to put out the fire a little bit. Yeah, don't <laughs> put up 50 against my Lakers. No, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Hey, man, that's a big apology. You know, yeah. it takes a big man to apologize in a situation. It really like does, that. Matt. Job well done. Some yeah, people would not have done that. We got to lead awesome, by man. example. So now exactly. I hope some of these guys in the in the chat in the Facebook group can learn from that. Uh, we'll see, I they don't it. learn very easily, so <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> we will see. Well, man, we got an action-packed episode today. First and foremost, another week of zero tests, po- positive tests of COVID. Gotta say, this is great. 
news on top of playoffs starting potentially Monday. I want to talk for a moment about Giannis. I don't know if y'all saw the headbutt, but what was this dude thinking? Dude, honestly, that was a weird one. Um, you know what's funny, though? I'll, I'll say this because he, he did it to Mo Wagner. And when I was at the M- M- uh, NBA Summer League, I was just sitting up in the stands, and the dude and his girl, like, Mo Wagner and his girl, like, came up and sat in the row, like, right below me and my friends. <laughs> and we were listening to, like, what he was saying. And he's just, like, all he was doing was talking shit about every player on the court. <laughs> like, he was just, like, that guy's trash. Like, just, like, really just going at people pretty much. And I was, like, man, like, this guy is just one of those cats I think is just going to be, you know, like, poking the bear kind of. And whatever he did to Giannis, I mean, the Bucks have been struggling a little bit. So, like, I get it. You know, I think there's a lot of, like, frustration going on over there a tad bit. Sorry, Jordan, to say that, Jordan Alexander. But, um, yeah, I think he just snapped a little bit and just head. Like, that was a, it was a solid headbutt. It's not like one of those, like, where guys put their foreheads together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that gentle thing where they're not trying to, like, get thrown out of a game, but they're trying to prove the point. He walked up and right. <laughs> Like, there was no hesitation at all. He did it to Mo Wagner, the Lakers legend. How could he do that? <laughs> but, but no, in all seriousness, that is just one of those mistakes where he didn't think about it. He let emotion get the best of him, and he's missing a game uh, because of it. Luckily, it's only one game. They didn't suspend him for four games or, or something where he would miss some of the first round of the playoffs. So he's just missing one game. Doesn't hurt him too bad. But yeah, it was just one of those moves where he didn't think about it. He just reacted. Yeah, the NBA did the did the Bucks a solid by just giving him the game that really doesn't matter, because that would have been really uncool if he had to miss some playoff games for that. Because they could have they could have given him three or four games for that. Like that was it's not only was it a was it um you know obviously a flagrant or whatever to do that and flagrant should have been a flagrant two to do that, but also it's like that's a you're hitting somebody in the head. You know what I mean? Like you're you're trying to hurt somebody in their head, which is like the NBA does not t- does not take that lightly. So yeah, good uh, good on the NBA for not you know uh, wrecking the first round a little bit. Man, it was crazy. I saw a different side of Giannis that I I'm not normally used to seeing. I'm used to people jawing at him, and he walks away from it or shrugs it off. But this man was fed up. <laughs> it's, it is true. I mean, Jordan. I saw. I heard Jordan bring it up in the group that saw he did that. The Giannis has been getting fouled like crazy. Like in that game, he went to the. Free throw on like uh, free throw on like ten times in the first like six minutes or something like they're racking him and he's had to deal with guys that have been throwing him to the ground and just like nobody's pretty much picking on him and I think he kind of had to prove the point at a certain to a certain extent like hey you're not gonna be bullying me or whatever you're not gonna push me around I'm you know I'm the reigning MVP uh yeah can't do it but do you think it actually sent a message to people he did do it to Mo Wagner it's not like he picked on somebody um who who has kind of like a a, a nasty attitude in the NBA. He picked on Mo Wagner, who no one's messed with. So do you think it is actually sending a message to anyone? Or do you think people through the playoffs are still going to just get in his face? And they're not scared of him. Now, this will be interesting if it happens in the playoffs, like you said, because Mo Wagner is like a nobody compared to like a Embiid or a or somebody Jason. on Boston. That right. I feel like somebody on Boston would get under his skin and do that. Right. Jalen Brown or somebody. Get up under his skin yeah, Marcus Smart, exactly. Right. Yeah, no, I think that uh, I think that his intention was to do that. Uh, but I don't think I don't think guys really take him seriously as far as that goes. They respect his game and what he's capable of. But as far as like his emotional thing, his emotional makeup, I think that that's where they're gonna attack because you can't really attack him a lot. You could force him to shoot, but if you can't, you know, but if, if you don't do that, he's gonna score. So you definitely have to do something. 
and I think the mental, I think people are starting to understand that if you push him a little bit, he, he emotionally can't quite handle it yet. So I think it might have, like, it was his intention for that to be a positive, and it could have been a negative. It could have just shown a team, you know, say they get to the finals, and a team like the Clippers or somebody, or something is aware that he's easy to mess with. They're going to mess with him. And they're Ooh, gonna try to can you him. imagine Beverly? Yeah, that's what oh I've been saying. Like, if you just have to tap Bev, they might be fist flying. Beverly, yeah, Beverly would, like, run to the bench and come back with a with a black Air Force One and slap across <laughs> the table. It's scary Man. stuff. That is scary. So you guys are saying basically, I mean, I think we all agree that this is like a crutch. Like it, it can hurt Giannis in the playoffs. It can take his focus off the game. Yeah, I pretty think, much. I think, yeah, I think it actually sent the opposite message of what he was trying to do. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it showed how emotional and reactionary he can be. And so now I think you're going to see teams intentionally try and get under his skin. Um, to hope that he reacts like that and gets suspended or gets kicked out of a game, um, and they're they're playing chess with him mentally. Yeah, and I think that that's I think that's been the plan for some teams early on, and we're now seeing it actually take effect because you've seen guys mess with him earlier in the bubble. Here, we've seen like that one guy from the Nets, I think it was. Yeah, that was crazy. Ground or whatever, like, but really nonchalantly, like a nobody, like last guy on the bench just threw him to the ground, and that guy didn't even react, and Giannis got mad. He got up really pissed off. So it's like, yeah, I think you're right, man. I think that it's, I think that the intention is to, uh, is to get him off his game, and and now we're seeing it really, really come to fruition a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, when it comes to these uh, playoff series, these seven game series or whatever, because uh, those things will boil over. Because we're talking, he's they're getting under his skin with just uh, one game. You know, uh, you t turn that into a four, five, six game, seven game series, and those those emotions are going to boil over. So you don't even have to get him in game one. If you can get him, you know, fired up by game two, game three, it's all the same thing. So yeah, hopefully yeah. he can figure that out because they need him. The Bucks are the Bucks are not looking great. They really need him. If, if, if I'm the Magic, I'm intentionally that's what I'm. That's my game plan. <laughs> that's the only way we're beating the Bucks. If I'm the Magic, is we're going in, we're messing with Giannis, trying to throw him off his game, get him kicked out of a game or something. Because uh, then it then it can become a series, and we'll get into that as we talk about the playoffs. Not for sure. Lauren Willing becomes a, uh, a series. Speaking of fire, man, this whole TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler fiasco, I was watching the game thinking it was going to be, oh, man, it's about to be amazing. First of all, the game wasn't even on regular TV, which was terrible. <laughs> like, you couldn't watch it unless you had League Pass. I mean, I have League Pass, fortunately, but... With headlines like this, you thought it would have been on ESPN, TNT, hey, even even NBA TV. But this game alone was so lackluster. TJ Warren was fouling. They say he has plantar fasciitis, so that was the reason why he was slowed down. Jimmy Butler had an off night offensively, but all around he had a decent game. But, guys, I know we all expected much more. And maybe they're saving it for the playoffs. Like you said, Matt, we'll get to that momentarily. But this matchup alone was just, ah, man, I want it so much better. Yeah, it's uh, it's underwhelming for sure. Uh, and, and just to speak into what you said, man, I thought they should give NBA League Pass for the for the rest of the season. Uh, it should have been free. That should. Yeah. It was eight games in the playoffs. They should have gave it to the fans who missed out on, what, 20 games of, of the season? Yeah. Um, so that was just just disappointing as a fan who doesn't have league pass. Um, I don't know why I don't. I just don't. 
And so that was just disappointing. I had to go to Pierre. I had to hit him up. Oh, how's the game going? Any fights yet? Uh, but so that was a little disappointing. But yeah, it was underwhelming. We were excited for this T bubble TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler. And we just didn't get a good matchup. Hopefully we see more in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I, mean, I couldn't watch it either. I was just working at the time. And, uh, and the whole time, I'm, like, checking my phone, like, oh, man, like, this game's going to be crazy or whatever. Can't wait to see the highlights. And then afterwards, I'm just like, wow, that was just not – no hype behind it. And that's – I'm kind of looking at Jimmy Butler because he was the one that was really trying to make that a thing. And, honestly, Butler didn't even guard him that much. So, it's mm -hmm. like, I, you know, the credit to the other Miami defenders for guarding Warren and stuff. And I don't I don't buy the plantar fasciitis thing. It's like he's been tearing up the entire time with a, probably that same plantar fasciitis. I doubt that it's, you know, just reared its ugly head right then. Um that kind of stuff tends to linger and hang around, but yeah. So I don't know. I that just kind of sucked. <laughs> I was like, I really expect that to be to be more fun, and uh, you know, maybe they meet in the playoffs or something. They figure it out. But yeah, I was definitely uh, underwhelmed for sure. Man, because the headlines were were intense, and you know, before the season stopped, they had another game to play. We knew maybe maybe if it was fans in the stands, it probably would have been better. But it just was like, ah, oh, man. And then, like you said, the whole not having a game on national TV really hurt as well. But honestly, though, I would have really wanted to see. I, I was more excited that there's no fans. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, because then it's just them talking. It's like, you know, there's no one else in the gym, really. Like that kind of hyper focus on the game, I thought would bring out um, the best of them in that situation. It just, it just, you know, just a miss, but. Yeah, definitely. The, you know, everyone that was kind of hyped as like a title fight. And then it was kind of, especially with everything Warren had been doing, it really wasn't otherwise. Otherwise, it was Jimmy Butler, you know, hype, you know, talking to a dude who, you know, was just kind of a, a bench scorer. And then it became the, you know, the bubble player of the, of the, uh, of the bubble. I don't know how, I don't know what you call that. But uh, yeah, it was just not, not very, not very cool. But speaking of that, they're, they've already announced that they're going to be giving out bubble awards, uh, bubble player, or player, you know, I guess, bubble mvp and they're gonna do like an all bubble first and second team it's like that's definitely not something that you're gonna put up on your mantle i don't think you know? uh, yeah i mean what would the award look like <laughs> it, it looks like a giant a little bubble as a it has to look like a bubble or they're, or they're like messing up uh, who, who's, your bubble, who's your bubble mvp mm, i would have said tj warren but i'm gonna have to go with dame yeah same answer because i and, and we'll and we'll see because they obviously have game they have one more game to play to decide everything if if dame goes off again and they advance um they win they advance then it's got to be dame because he yeah. he literally put his team on his back to do that warren's right there though i mean as far as like over the entire bubble warren's had a crazy uh, a crazy little you know half season quarter season whatever we're calling this um yeah he's done great yeah i agree with you guys i would say this who is the biggest surprise in the bubble um, most people are going to say TJ Warren. I say Gary Trent Jr. with Portland. Yeah, mm, yeah that's a good choice. I, I had to say Trent as well. Because when they drafted him, I was like, oh, that's Gary Trent, son. He's not that good. He got drafted, what, second-round pick, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, he's not that good. His dad wasn't that good, but he's playing some well, damn I, good basketball. Yeah, I just figured that he was not going to step up like he has. Like, in all, in all honesty, he's played better than CJ McCollum. Uh, who's he's apparently yeah. playing with like a broken bone in his back. So I know. Yeah, um, I don't good. know if he's. I have not checked to see if he's gonna be playing. 
tonight or if he's going to or if they're going to sit him or what they're going to do with him. But having Gary Trent with that uh, in, the, you know, in the midst of that is definitely helpful. I mean, he's played some good defense even. He's been pretty much their primary defender on a guard. Just kind of throwing him at whoever and seeing how he's not. He, and he's basically doing what he can. He's not doing great, but he's doing what he can, which is, he's you know. Been, he's been the best three-point shooter in the entire bubble. He's made Man. the most threes out of anybody else. Yeah, he's been he's been playing out of his mind. I mean, it's they had that one game where him and Dame combined for like what nineteen threes or something. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Where it's like, man, that's insane. <laughs> like those two guys should not be able to, you know, no two guys should be hitting nineteen threes on you. That's absolutely nuts. So yeah, I yeah I would say it's Gary Trent or TJ Warren. Either one of those guys deserves it. Um, Bull Bull and uh, Michael Porter Jr. will get a look too. What about Booker? Big. Oh, uh, book I mean, Booker's his is, is not like a surprise, you know. Mm. We we've known how good he is, so I'm not shocked at that. It is crazy that they have won as many games as they have, and he's leading them to do that. It's I'm more that the team aspect is more impressive in that sense. <laughs> yeah, Matt's excited about Phoenix right now. Hey, I live here, so I would love to see Suns versus Lakers. That's, first That's not Lakers. why you want to see it, Matt. <laughs> hey, you just don't want to see Dame. <laughs> you just don't want to see Dame. I would. Ra- I think the Lakers got a better chance against Phoenix, but also all my coworkers are Suns fans. Oh, okay. I mean, literally right across the hall from me in, in one of our uh, my coworkers' office is an autographed Booker ball. Oh, nice. And so I would love to wear my Laker jersey every day during that series to work. <laughs> well, Matt, that is an that is an airtight excuse, Matt, and I fully stand behind you on that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I hope I hope that works out for you. I mean, I don't, because I hope the Blazers win. But um, I will I will support you either way. Yeah, I'll support you. Either way too, man. We support each other. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. That's been a cr- <laughs> it's been a crazy week for Dame alone. It's you no, know, just dating back to the Clipper game that they had where he missed the free throws. Patrick Beverly. Was mouthing off about Dame time in street clothes, right? Somehow Paul George got involved. I didn't even see Paul George's you know interaction with it. So they asked Dame during the press conference, and he said, "Oh, I sent those guys home before. They know what I could do. You know, they expect me to do it. It was just it just wasn't one of those nights." However, family got involved. Dame's sister, Patrick. I mean, not Patrick. Paul George's wife got involved. It was just ugly, which led to Dame just going zero dark zero and just killing everything in sight. Yeah, and here's something to remember with that, too, with, with with those two guys talking to Dame. Beverly has come out and said that the, re, the hardest guy for him to guard is Damon Lillard because right. and he's the reason why he got in the gym. Um, because he looked around, and he said, hey, I can't laterally keep up with this guy. I have to I have to get better. So he's admitted that he has respect for Dame and the fact that he had to get in the gym to deal with him. And then Paul George, keep your mouth shut, my guy. He hit a he hit a step back jumper from like 59 feet over your hand to send you home and then got you traded. Like, like your team blew up because of that. And it's like you're going to sit there and talk to him. And then after and then even worse in the situation, he apparently when the family got involved, he like reached out to Dame like, hey, man, you know sorry you know that'll happen it's like dude just stand stand you know pretty much stand by your guns at that point dude like you've already you're already weighing over your head don't apologize because a guy like dame very open of, of him he's not going to respect that at all right. <laughs> there's gonna be no respect he'll, so he'll for doing is creating from here. yeah i agree matt what do you yeah. think man 
Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, it's funny as a Laker fan because I don't like either team. I don't like either one of them. Uh, but yeah, I just think Pat Bev it just did what Pat Bev does, right? He's that kind of guy. He will talk trash um, and then just keep talking. And I just don't get how Paul George got in. I guess he's trying to fit in with his his Clippers team. Um, but yeah, I, I, Lil, Lillard, I don't think was in the wrong. I think uh, George was, but I still don't like either either team. Yeah, and also Matt, and, and it sucks too because the Clippers basically created a problem for you. Yeah, because, because who knows if Dame goes off like that if that doesn't happen? And you I, know? I, like, I know. I think I think that was part of the Clippers strategy. Yeah, like that's that's the high that's the high end part of, of it for Beverly. Like that's like the of the what ifs in this. That is his like best case scenario is if it all works out and like say the Blazers end up ble- beating the Lakers or some by some miracle, then he gets to say, well, you know, hey, maybe I did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's like, right. well, I don't think that was really your full intention, my guy. I think you were in the moment. You had nothing else to do of that series. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he would he'd have to get some credit. Um, yeah, that's it. Was just a wild situation to see. Once the family got involved, I was like, oh wow, like this is getting yeah. Yeah, that, part, that that part I thought uh, Dame's Dame's girl should not have, or it was his sister. Yeah, his sister. Yeah. Dame's sister. She probably should not have said some things. No, she no, she was that. definitely in the wrong there for sure. Yeah, she was in the wrong uh, to go after Paul George's family, but Paul George was in the wrong jumping in in the first place. I mean, dude, he sent you home. We all remember that shot. It's one of the best game winners of all time because it sent because he sent them home. It's like, dude, you can't, you cannot, you cannot talk to the guy that sent you on a home on a, on a, on a highlight that it will be remembered forever. Yeah. But then there was that discussion of who's had a better career, Dame or Paul George. PG has been in the league, what, two years longer than Lillard. Um, I, I personally think Paul George has had the better career. I think Lillard's had the better last two seasons. Well, Right off the bat, Paul George is a better defender than Dame. However, when it comes to, like, Dame can shoot it from anywhere. You know, Paul yeah. George may be more athletic. But, I mean, I do agree with you, Matt, When you in terms of, you know, careers-wise. Yeah, on, on paper, it's definitely Paul George. Uh, yeah. Just cause he, because of the defensive accolades. Like, you can argue their offensive games and stuff. They're different, but they're both great shooters. Paul George is a great shooter. Uh, he knows how to get the ball in the basket just like Dame does, but and, but he is a better defender, so he does have that. But to even it out a little bit for me is that Dame is obviously very clutch, and Dame can put a team on his back. Paul did that a little bit in Indiana, but like didn't beat it. He didn't win a series on his back like that. You know, where like he's because Dame has sent two teams home with game winning threes. You know what I mean? Like at the buzzer type stuff. Actually, so, it was three. It was three. Well, no, two. You're right. Because I forgot my Rockets was the, the first team. Yes, yeah, Rockets uh, over Parsons, and then this one over uh, George. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. You know, so I mean, yes, I agree. On paper, it's simply Paul George, but uh, you know, with Dame, especially in the last couple of years, Paul George is in the last few years taking a back seat, kind of, and Dame is still the 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 guy on his team. So yeah, there is that too. That's why I say the last two years for sure is Dame. Um, I just think when we're looking at career wise, I would give the head. To Paul George, not by much, not by much at all. It's close for sure. Yeah, I, I like that what Paul George did in Indiana. And who is his second best player? Roy Hibbert. Uh, and and then there's Lance Stevenson and stuff. David Wentz, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, he went against the LeBron Miami team and gave them a series where I actually thought 
Indiana was going to beat Miami one of those times. Yeah, but then he ran away. And that's my issue with Paul George. That then he, you know, wanted to get out of Indiana. And then he goes to OKC, has one season there, and then wants out of there too. Was it one season or two seasons? Because I remember he, it was two seasons. Because remember they had that big old party and he was like, I'm staying. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were right. My bad. But yeah. He had the party that broke the Lakers' hearts. Yeah, yeah. All right. He does that or whatever. And then, but then the next season, he asked to be traded. Like he asked to go to uh, LA. So it's like, you know, the idea that he's doing that. But again, Matt, like you said, that's in the last two years. In the last two years, things have shifted a little bit for sure. But even still, Paul George is a great basketball player. People were really under um, underestimating him a lot when he was hurt this year. It was like, oh, is he really that good? It's like, yeah, he is. There's a reason why Kawhi wanted him. It's a reason why they're right. so scary together. Like, he's a great player for sure. Um, right. Yeah, so the comparisons are, you know, it, it's a fair one either direction. I'm, I'm not going to call somebody wrong, tell somebody they're wrong. Because they think Paul George is the better player of the two or has had the better career, you know? Now, I want to ask you a question, Matt, because I know there's been a lot of chatter in the <laughs> group. Not from you, but just from other people. You know, all the smoke that's been going on. A lot of people say Dame is a top 10 player. You said he wasn't, right? Yeah, I put him probably around 12. Okay. If if all, if all we're saying this year, I think Dame's a top 10 player. I'm saying right. if healthy, right? So, we're saying if if Steph is healthy, if Kevin mm-hmm. Durant is healthy, and a lot of those players, then I have Dame right outside of the ten because uh, I I have Westbrook ahead of him still. Ha! Even though really, you know, uh-oh, go, a, ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Riley. No, no, I, here's the thing. I, first of all, I agree that he's not uh, that he's just outside the top ten. Like I I agree to that too. Okay. Um, and as far as on paper, again, on paper, Westbrook is the better player. Like he's put up. You know, triple doubles, and he's put up, you know, crazy stats. But I guess for me, when I think of the top players, sometimes I definitely I look at what they're bringing on the court and the kind of leaders they are, what they do, how clutch are they. Clutch is obviously a huge thing for me. And so it's crazy because when Matt said he had Westbrook against Lillard, my first thought is like, eh. But at the same time, I can't, I'm not going to argue that either because that's Westbrook is an amazing basketball player. He's just not my type of player. He's not the kind of guy that I'd want on my team. Um, if I could have a guy like Lillard, I'd probably take a Lillard. Um, no matter, even if that sounds a little crazy, that's just because I'd rather have that kind of leadership. Um, but yeah, no, I agree though, Matt, that he's definitely Dame is just outside the top ten if everyone's healthy. This year, he could probably sneak in because guys like Steph and uh, KD and Kyrie was out, and all these guys. I mean, Kyrie's not top ten either for me, but definitely Durant and Steph are. So what yeah, I would definitely have in the top ten, Riley. My top ten. Wait, just the point guards. Let's just say, let's just say point guards that are in the top ten. Uh, Steph for sure. Um, geez, uh, I need like Luka? a list here. I would have Kyrie above above Dame personally. No, I can't because Kyrie's done great things for sure. He's got like the best handle in the game for sure. Um, he can shoot. He can take over games if he wants to. But he is so disinterested in basketball at this point. In the last few years, he is. It obviously just doesn't mean as much to him. Um, again, like, and there's no leadership in that. You know what I mean? Like, he went to yeah. in Cleveland, he was not the leader. So he goes to Boston, and he's obviously not the leader there. And he's making excuses why his teammates are the problem. And then he goes to um, goes to Brooklyn and plays a few games. And then the moment he gets a little hurt, he's out, and it, you know it doesn't matter to him. So it's like I don't, I don't know. A guy like Lillard, who is always going to be to lead you i think that matters a lot for me and 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 i know it sounds biased because i hype him up a lot 
but it's not like it has nothing to do with bias as far as that goes like it, i because i give Kyrie all the credit in the world i just would put dame above Kyrie, especially right now yeah you can make an argument definitely i, I kind of put them all around that same area probably Kyrie, westbrook and dame are all bunched up so closely to me um, that either one of them can sneak into the top 10. Yeah, that's fair. That's I agree. I think I, I think they're very close. As far as other point guards, it's definitely... I'm trying to think who else would be Steph. And then I don't know who else. Steph and... You'd probably have to put Luca there now. Yeah. Um, Luca's top 10. Sure. Hmm. You said Luca's not top 10? No, I said I think he's top 10 for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Kings are crazy for drafting Bagley over Luca. Let's just oh, be <laughs> man, man, they look really bad, dude. Even dude, yeah. even if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, like Trey Young's really good, but Trey Young is not Luca. It is a different animal completely. <laughs> like even the Suns, they took eight and first. You could have got Luca and Booker together. Oh, oh man. That was, oh, man. That's that's immediately one of the best. That's the best young backcourt in the NBA by far. Easily. Definitely. But I can't even think of that. Uh, 10 point guards. I mean, Steph. Oh, I mean, Luca. I guess Kyrie. Mm. That's tough. Uh, I mean, Westbrook for sure for me. Um, Chris Paul. I don't know. I, it's it's yeah, tough, man. Chris Paul's not top 10 for me. I know. I'm saying it's tough. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Dame could sneak in. I have him right, right outside of that top 10, but. He can easily sneak into that top 10. Yeah, this season he could probably sneak in. But other seasons, if everyone's healthy, um, he's, like you said, he's just outside. And that's fine. That's fine. That's still, you know, a great place to be. Um, yeah, so obviously, too, with Portland right now, we have um, – they're obviously still not in the playoffs. Everything Dame has done, they are still not there. Right. Um, they are the eighth seed, however, in order are, to yeah. clinch it. To, um, basically, if they win, um, they're good. And if pretty or or if they lose, and then pretty much two of the remaining three teams, Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio, if two of the three lose, then they're in anyway. So they just if they just if they win, they just need to win. If they win, they're in. So there's no worries. And they have um, the Nets tonight, which is when they compare to the Spurs having a Jazz and Memphis playing. Who does Memphis play tonight? Was it Dallas? I believe. No, Memphis played the Bucks without Giannis. Oh, okay, so Memphis and. Toronto, I mean Toronto, Memphis and Portland right off the bat are probably projected to win. Yeah. The Spurs, on the other hand, well, I think Gobert is not playing. I think the Jazz, the Jazz, their, their seating's legit. They don't need to stress. Right. So yeah, pull it up. I have I have a, a, a graphic that explains it. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Um, so so this is how it looks for tonight. Because as somebody who's rooting for the Suns, it's not looking good. Um well, let's, let's talk about the Suns real quick, and then I'll find the other graphic. But for the Suns to get to the eighth seed, the Suns have to win. The Blazers and Grizzlies both have to lose. Yeah. Uh, for, the ninth seed, for the Suns to get the ninth seed, the Suns have to win, and the Blazers or the Grizzlies have to lose. And, and if the Suns lose, they're eliminated. Yeah, for all these teams, you just got to win. You just gotta win and hope for the best because all of, this scenario is so uh, so airtight. Um, that, yeah, and and it looks like the yeah the Spurs only get in if the Blazers if they win and the Blazers Grizzlies and Suns all lose. So yeah, they so they really need the miracle. Uh, yeah, they they need a straight miracle to figure that out. So but again, all these teams are playing teams that are already good to go, so they aren't 
I mean, Portland's playing a team that's already out. So, I mean, they're at least trying to play spoiler. But the Jazz are not going to throw out their best lineup, I would assume. And the Bucks are without Giannis. Does Chris Middleton even play? That's the thing that there's no need, you know. I mean, that's there's no need. So these teams could be playing, um, you know, ghost rosters, you know, or ghost lineups yeah. at this point. But how um, embarrassing would that be if the Grizzlies lose to a Bucks ghost roster? Yeah, or or Portland losing to uh, the Nets, who have the worst roster in the bubble. Uh, but paper. the Nets have surprisingly they've beaten some good teams. Yeah, that's the thing. They've played out of them. That's why. That's why Portland. This is the closest thing of these four teams that are, that are in a trap game right now. Yeah, is that they are. Is that the 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 Nets are playing because they understand. Like they know what the, what the pressure is going in is that Dame has been going off, and that if they want to be the team that stops them, uh, they can do that. They, they could they could stop Dame time right now and send him home. Um, yeah, so Portland so, that for the eight seed, the the Blazers have to win. Or the Grizzlies and Suns and Spurs have to lose. So yeah. if all those teams lose today, they're in regardless if they win. Yeah, and um, then for the Bucks, George Hill, Ilya Sova, and Wesley Matthews, along with Giannis, is out. So they're like everyone else is playing. Wow. So so I mean, as somebody who who wants the Suns to win and have a Suns at least Blazers matchup, just because I think that would be the best matchup of the four teams. Oh, for sure, I agree. Yeah, uh, I would have to be. I, I'm really, I'm really going for the Memphis loss, even though I really like Jaw. Yeah, same. I just think they're not at full strength. It, it's one of those things where I want teams. Portland and Phoenix are best equipped to give the Lakers a, a, a series. Um, so I'd rather see that than Memphis somehow get in on the eight or whatever. They figure it out. It's a miracle run. They figure it out. Same with San Antonio. They get there and then they just get ran through by LA. I mean, they maybe win a game, but that's it. You know, they're not going to beat them. Portland and Phoenix, because Phoenix has been so incredibly hot and Portland has a very formidable roster and the hottest player in the game these last couple games, I think that that would be so much more fun to see go up against LeBron. And for Phoenix, Denver, I mean, Dallas, uh, Fenny Smith is a game-time decision. Kleber is a game-time decision. Curry looks like he's out. Porzingis is out. So Phoenix might have a Does shot. Dallas get Luka and give him a one-game rest? They should. I mean, there's they virtually have nothing to play for. Yeah, he won't play much. They don't have anything to play for. So for them, it's, you know, again, all these we're, – we're looking at these teams now that are just going to – even if, like, a guy like Middleton, a guy like Luka, they're, they're going to play, but they're not going to play much. You know what I mean? They'll play, like, a little bit, pepper in some minutes, but they're going to let the young guys play, I would assume. Because I mean, if you're already locked in – there's no point. Like tomorrow, we play the uh, Sixers. I don't want to see Harden out there, but I know he's going to play. In we talk, if we're talking teams that are not trying, uh, let's talk about the Lakers. They are down to the Sacramento Kings right now, ninety to sixty-nine. Wow, dang! And is everybody playing? Uh, LeBron played fifteen minutes. Okay, they're going so, to man, the uh, Anthony Davis did not play. LeBron played fifteen minutes. Man. The only issue with the Lakers right now in that situation is that is that basically now they're looking at like they've been so out of sorts as far as their um their their whole team the whole team it just doesn't seem like they're clicking in the right kind of way especially yeah. where you know how close they are to these playoffs and it would have been more beneficial I think for them to play a full roster for at least some time you know what I mean yeah. and try to try to get something to click because it's I understand they're obviously resting because now the playoffs are what really matter. But some of these teams look good going in. They look like they're ready to go. 
and some Lakers. some team the Lakers and I, of course like I'm I talk about Dame a lot I want to see Portland beat them or whatever but I also want to see LeBron do really well I want to see them push you know I want I just want to see the best of everyone so I really want to see the Lakers do that but they've looked so out of sorts I really hope that they can pull it together you know because we know LeBron's going to do it he always does everyone doubts LeBron going into the playoffs like oh maybe he's going to fall off he's not going to play well and we're going to see him average like 27 9 and 9 like it's nothing of course. Um, it's just a matter of if him and AD can put up those numbers and then someone helps them. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, the help. The, you, like Celtics, you said. the Celtics did not play a full roster either today, and they, they did not play any of their good players, and they lost to the Washington Wizards. I see a little yeah. feel-good win for the Wizards to go back home. <laughs> but but no, exactly what you're saying. As a Laker fan, I am concerned because this whole bubble time, besides that first Clippers game, we have not played well. We have not clicked. And wow! If you, if you go against Portland, um, man, you got to go in a hundred percent because if you don't go in sync, you're gonna lose. Yeah, because they're playing really well. Like Gary Trent's playing really well. McCollum has been an issue, and Whiteside's kind of an issue. Um, I don't like how he plays at all. Whiteside looks completely disinterested all the time. But yeah, I definitely think that um, obviously with the bigs, they do have Nurkic is healthy, Collins is healthy, and then watching Melo's gone off. Melo had twenty six in the last game too. People haven't talked about that. He had a huge three to keep them in that game. And you um, know, when it comes to Melo, he feeds off playing LeBron. So, well, yeah, because I mean, he has to feel slighted because he <clears throat> wanted to go there and they didn't. They didn't sign him. He right. wanted to go to the Lakers and LeBron. Yeah, you know, that's a LeBron. If LeBron yeah. says yes, he's on there for the vet minimum, and he didn't. And they didn't want him. So, y'all could have really used Melo, Matt. Like, oh yeah, we could have. Oh, sure, his threes. He's been just posted in the corner hitting the three ball. Yeah, the Lakers. I mean, if you if you you know if you sit Kuzma or you take away some of Kuzma's minutes, and you give them to Melo right now, it's they're a whole different team. They have and it helps the same way. It helps the Blazers the same way. He's a great right now third scorer and can be your second scorer depending on the night. And that's what the Lakers need the most. So it would be interesting to see a Portland and LA series for that reason because it's it's there's the storyline kind of writes itself for that matchup. Yeah, um, what's scary? What's scary is uh, I'm not saying Avery Bradley would shut Lillard down, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but we don't have him there. our best our best perimeter defender, right? We don't have that, and so the that Portland backcourt is just going to go off against the Lakers, and they don't have the defenders um, outside to do anything. And then no, Rondo I mean, won't be back that. Yeah, back. Rondo. Yeah, I mean, you'll have like, uh, you know, they're going to throw Caruso at him a lot, I would assume. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, and Caruso's not, not a bad defender. I'm saying. The Lake Show Caruso. Yeah, I'm saying, no, like, no, all jokes aside, he's a, he's a solid defender, and they're going to have to, th- and he's got decent length. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have to throw him at Dame. They're going to have to throw. Guys like uh, Waiters Paul- and J.R. Smith have to play defense. They have yeah, to play. Yeah, KCP. Um, if, is he good? Was he hurt? I can't remember, but. Um, yeah, if, if he's healthy, they're going to have to throw him at, at Dame, and it's not going to work is the thing. So it's up to Dame. If Dame makes his shots, then they're good. But, I mean, also the Blazers will be at a slight disadvantage when it comes to dealing with the length of the Lakers and, like, just the size. LeBron, yeah. um, LeBron, Davis, Howard, uh, McGee to an extent, but really it's Howard and uh, LeBron and, and AD. Yeah, um, you know, Colin, Nurkic, and Whiteside, like I said, he's, he's disinterested. Whiteside will have to step up and play like he wants to win a championship or he's a waste. He's a waste of uh, minutes at that point. Also, a big question mark for Portland is C.J. McCollum's back. I can imagine that it's not easy playing with a fracture. Oh, jeez. But having to play the Lakers, like, that'll be tough. So 
Uh, looks like he's going to give it a go today. I don't know why, but they yeah, need to win. He's not going to stop. If you look at his last few games, too, it's crazy the amount of minutes they've been playing him with that fracture in the back. The last three games, all three of them, he's played 39 minutes. 39. Yeah, and that's, that's really dangerous considering he's not been able to put up numbers. He's more like a decoy almost at this point. And, I mean, they need to win tonight, so he needs to be out there in some capacity. But, you know, the moment that they – if they win that game and they clinch, like, you might – I don't know if you uh, – like, I don't – because, I mean, Gary Trenton playing so well, uh, I don't, just don't know if you risk him or if you give him a game or two to really rest it, you know. They really have to be careful with him, you know. I think so we'll, goes, we'll see how that plays out. I think it depends on – let's say Portland gets the AFC. I think it, de- play, I think it depends on who they play in the play-in. If you're playing Memphis, you can sit him. But if you're playing Phoenix or San Antonio, you might want to play him. And then with the anticipation, okay, we'll win this game. And then if not, you know, we have another game. So it's really going to be tough, man. And, I, you know, all props to CJ for going out there playing. I can, Like I said, I can, I can only imagine trying to get a shot off or even just trying to run on a back like that. Just trying to get up and down the court like that would be so rough. It'd be so jarring yeah. to deal with. Yeah. What what is scary is the thirty nine minutes right there. You have to, as the coach, just get, take less minutes off, play right. a little bit, depend depending just how he feels. But that's a lot for anybody, a healthy person, right? A healthy NBA player, mm-hmm. forty minutes is a lot. Um, yeah. Then you add in that they have an injured back, a, a fracture. You really, as a coach, have to uh, as much as you can rest him and still win the game. Because, I mean, it can result to him needing surgery down the line. And the season is going to be short. It's supposed to start in December. So any surgery that's had, he won't be back in time. So we just have to wait and see how this plays off. But, yeah, so, gentlemen, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. I, know, I was just, just going to say that. So now, given what we've all talked about here, we can't obviously we, – what we should do now is just predict who we think is going to be the eighth seed uh, and who's going to be the nine, who wins that. And then the Lakers versus that team, like who wins? Okay. Yeah, and then, and then we'll just go through the rest of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll run through. Cool. Okay, Matt. So who you got as AFC, and who do you have as a playing team? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I am saying Portland with the eight seed, and I'm saying Memphis with the ninth seed. Okay. Due to Giannis being out for the Bucks, um, I would love to have the Suns in that ninth seed, but it's going to be Memphis, and Portland is going to beat them and play the Lakers in the first round. Hmm. Okay. And then who do you have winning that series, Matt? Uh, I have Lakers in seven. Nice. Okay. As for myself, I'm going to say Portland gets the eighth seed, and I think Phoenix will get the play in. I don't think Memphis will win tonight. Middleton's still playing. Brooke Lopez is still playing. Robin Lopez is still playing. They're going to make it tough for Valanciunas. Unless John Morant has a miraculous game, uh, Dylan Brooks and the rest of the t- uh, players, I don't see them winning. Devin Chainsaw is still playing. Corver is still playing. I mean, so, you know. Hey, the key is, though, what we said, how much time are they playing? Exactly. If it's a blowout, you pull them. But as far as the play-in, I think Portland wins. I think it'll be 1-1. I think, um, well, and I can't really say that because if Portland come on and win that game, that's it. The only way there's another game is if Phoenix beats Portland. So 
I think Portland gets the eighth seed, and my prediction comes solely down to Dan- I mean, to CJ's health. So, as much as it pains me to say, I'll say Lakers in six or seven, but it'll be a tough six or seven. Yeah, I'm going Portland and Phoenix strictly because because there's so many variables. That's just what I want to see. Um, I think that's like the best for the fans as well. And of course, I'm going to pick Portland just because they're they're the hot hand. You know, what I mean, you got to feed the hot hand. I think if they advance to play the Lakers, and then because Portland is playing so well together, and you can tell they're so laser focused, um, I'm gonna t- I'm just for the fun of it, I'm gonna say the, uh, Portland in seven um, because they won't be able to beat them in five. Not gonna beat them, you know what I mean? They can't beat them four. Not gonna beat them in five. The Lakers are too good of a team for that. Um, they have two, LeBron and AD are too good, no matter what their the rest of their team is doing. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick Portland just because I, I enjoy the fun of it. I want to see Melo advance. Um, yeah, and I, I hope it and I hope it comes down to like something epic. I don't want to blow out in any way in this. I want I want these guys to grind back and forth and uh, until one of them just can't keep going. So no, yeah, that's I'm going cool. uh, like what I told you guys before is I would not be surprised if Portland beat the Lakers because of how great Portland's playing and how bad the Lakers are playing. Yeah, because the, Portland is not a normal eighth seed. You know what I mean? They, they are not. They should not be an eighth seed. Um, they should be higher. I mean, because honestly, I mean, they wouldn't even been in the playoffs if the if COVID hadn't happened. So the fact that now, I mean, no, nobody is, has enjoyed the bubble more than Portland as far as giving them a chance to um, to actually be in the playoffs and get a shot. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be a danger, one of the most dangerous eighth seeds we've ever, we've ever seen uh, in the last you know decade or so. So, yeah, I think Portland is going to take it. But, I mean, it's very close. I, I'm – I, I understand I'm very much in the minority thinking that, and that's totally acceptable. So we're all in agreement that Portland will make it. Matt has Memphis as a play-in, but me and Riley has Phoenix. Do you guys want to go ahead and run through the rest of the Western, Western Conference? Yeah, let's, or do you let's, like- let's jump to two versus seven. All right, so we already did one through eight. So two versus seven we know is going to be Clippers taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Luka and Porzingis going up against Kawhi and Paul George. It's going to be an interesting matchup on paper. However, the Clippers, I see pulling it out maybe 4-2 or maybe 4-1. Riley, what do you think? I got Clippers with the sweep. Okay. Yeah, I think this is is an amazing test for Luka because, I mean, this is we're talking about the best team in offensive efficiency ever. Uh, you know, wild stat that they were the best offensive team efficiency wise ever. So, and that's, and that's a hundred percent because of Luca and what he does and how he, how he runs that team. Um, But then of course he's running into a buzzsaw that is Beverly, uh, George and Kawhi, which is the reason why, I mean, we've been talking about that since the beginning of the season for the Clippers is that in the playoffs, that's a buzzsaw to run through. And Luca's only 21 years old. So it's, we're going to see what his greatness looks like very early. Because if he can make that a competitive series and they go six or seven, it'll be strictly on his back that they did that. Um, so, I mean, and, and I don't think it's going to get there either. I think it's going to be like a 4-1 situation, especially if the Clippers can get Harold back and uh, back going. He, he's obviously been through so much. Um, you know, I hope that he can come back as soon as, they, as, soon as he can uh, for them. Because if he's there, that's another 18 points that you're getting. Um, so... Yeah, I think they're a very tough team. It's the worst team possible for the Mavericks in the first round. But uh, like I said, I hope again. I hope it's a great series because Luca will. If Luca can do that, then we're already talking about him on a on a level that we I don't think anyone was prepared to talk to him about uh, in the, at twenty one. <laughs> like he's he's gonna be he's gonna look really good if he can pull that off. 
Yeah, I got I got uh, the sweep by Clippers for one read. I think they're going to be all very close games. I just think Clippers will close each one of those games out. No, for sure, and and also they can't slip on they can, the Clippers cannot slip on defense. They have to that buzzsaw is talking. They have to be like that the whole time. If they don't, and you know if they if they do that and they slip a little bit, and they can't keep up offensively, which shouldn't be a problem for them. But if they can't, then they'll they'll lose a game or two. You know, and that then that's when it gets dangerous. So yeah, I agree. I think Clippers four one in that one. Um, yeah, so I, I think we all agree the Clippers are going to take that. Definitely. Now we move to three to six. Denver will be taking on the Utah Jazz. As I said in the group early yesterday, last night rather, this can go either way. We got Jokic, Jamal Murray going up against Gobert and Mitchell. Both supporting casts. When you think about it, kind of matchup. But I think Denver will win this one probably in six. Uh, yeah, I, I think Nuggets win it. I think it's going to be 4-1. The Jazz just don't have enough firepower, you know? Okay. Like, they're, you know, it's Joe Ingles is not going to do anything crazy to you. Donovan Mitchell is the, is their guy for sure, but outside of him, I mean, Gobert needs other people to get his buckets. Um, Yeah, I mean, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal. I mean, these are not guys who are scary. Mike, Mike Conley has lost a major step in, in Utah. I think the Nuggets, especially, they have the established veterans. They've been there the last couple of years before. Uh, they they have playoff experience, and then you pepper in MPJ and Bull Bull, and I think that's going to be way too much for the Jazz to to, to, uh, to deal with. Yeah, I have uh, the Nuggets in six as well as Pierre, but I just, I think the Nuggets, I mean, them and the Clippers, those are the two deepest teams in the NBA, and, and the right. Bucks as well. But but they uh, Dozier, he's been playing incredible. He's a player that's not been talked about a lot yeah. in this bubble. But he's yeah. been up uh, over 20 or close to 20 uh, a game the last few games. So oh, you're right. Yeah, great call. I think Denver, they're too deep. They're too good. They have the star power with Jokic. I really like Jamal Murray. I say Nuggets uh, in six, five or six. Okay, we're all in the greens with Denver. Now the matchup that Matt has been waiting for. <laughs> oh, wow. Thunder versus the Rockets. It's going to be yeah. tough. I'm wait. I'm gonna I'm let Matt go first. I'll go last. So Matt, take it away. Thunder in seven, baby. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Thunder fan at all, but I just, oh, this is fun. No, I have Thunder, and it all depends on one player. It yeah. all depends on Russell Westbrook. Can he? Is he gonna miss one game, two games, a whole series? We don't know. We know he is going to miss some time, though. There. Are, Right, the report came out today. Mm-hmm. Correct. He's gonna miss some time, so we don't know how long. But if Russell Westbrook misses more than two games, I think it's over. Thunder's gonna win. Uh, I think I have Thunder in seven. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, again, if if they were at full strength and the Westbrook was playing the entire time, I would have said Rockets in six or seven. Right. But because of what we're seeing, if Westbrook is out two or more games i think that the thunder will win the series um i think that size will matter because adams is a great big and you know pj tucker is not gonna push around and covington those guys are not gonna push around stephen adam for uh, stephen adams for a board um so he he is very key for them because if he could just go get boards and keep those guys off the glass then that's big for them but honestly this this series as much as it's about westbrook playing 
it's also so much on Harden as far as like, okay, man, like it's up to you now. You've been going off. You know you can go off, and you need to prove you can win in the playoffs, really win. It's on you now. So if he can, if he steps up and he drops 40, 45, 50 in those games that Westbrook, you know, like loses, or if he misses those, then they have a legit shot. If they go 2-0 and in games, in those first two games, then it's over, obviously. But if they lose one or two of those off the bat, then I think the Thunder, that's all they need. All they need is a foothold to try to make that work. And also, the Thunder have way more to play for as far as, like, the edge. You know, the edge behind, basically, you know, Chris Paul. They're all going to rally around Chris Paul. And, you know, the fact the uh, Rockets jettisoned him away and whatnot kind of left him to die. I mean, those kids are all aware that they were the uh, they are the underdogs and have been the entire season. And now they're doing it for Chris Paul. They're doing it for Adams. They're doing it for Donovan. It's going to be very interesting. So I'll say Thunder in, in s- Thunder in six if Westbrook misses the first two games and they lose and they lose one or two of them. Yeah, and the interesting thing before Pierre goes about the Thunder is just watching them. I believe it was yesterday. They had some of these bench guys just going off. Yeah, that was a poor loss by Miami. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because Miami was up by what nineteen? Yeah, you let Mike Muscala beat you. Yes, Muscala had double figures in in his shooting. Uh, Darius Baisley, he went off. I think he had nineteen. I believe it was. was, Man, I was shocked. Abdel Nader, Abdel Nader was hitting some threes like Andre Roberson too. Yeah, some of these kids off the bench were just coming in and and shooting the lights out, and so. If they get that play from their bench, too, it can be really, really good. Yeah, Matt, and you obviously know uh, Mike Muscala. He is a Lakers legend. Um, <laughs> he's he's Zubac for him, so Zubac for him. So that's, you know, Lakers legend. So good to see that he's thriving elsewhere as well. He is a negative legend because we traded Zubac, who I was really high on. Yeah, uh, one of the worst trades in the last, like, 10 years, probably. It, it was at the deadline. It's like, could you just not wait, like, a couple hours yeah, that's classic Jerry West finesse, man. Like, don't make the trade. Don't make it. Now, the moment y'all been waiting for. What does the Rocket fan think? Here's the thing. This series is, it was bound to happen when, once this trade was announced. You know, Chris <laughs> Paul going to OKC, Westbrook coming to Houston. Why not have them play each other in the playoffs? When Westbrook got hurt, he came back. He played against uh, the Spurs, so I could tell when he was out there that something wasn't right. But we all know a quad injury, a hamstring injury, those are something you should not play with. You definitely shouldn't rush him back. This goes back to Chris Paul when he had the hamstring injury, and we tried to rush him back. And look how that panned out for us. We didn't make it. James Harden has to be spectacular which means he has to keep his turnovers down, he has to play defense, and he has to put up shots and make them at an effective rate. But this series comes down to Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers, and the rest of the team. If they make shots, we have a chance. If they don't make shots, we're going to get ran out the gym. Rivers not making shots against his pops. Hey, man, he had 41 the other night. He can do it. But will he do it? I don't know. I've seen games where we make shots. I've seen games where we, like when we played Indiana, we couldn't make a shot and we ended up losing. That's okay. So telling the season, you want to get in your groove. But Eric Gordon has to be the Eric Gordon of 2016. Like he has to come out 
get his shot, get other shots. If not, we're going to lose. Part of me wants to advance. The other part of me doesn't want to advance because Mike didn't tell me. What? What do you mean? I'm ready. I'm ready for this coach to go, man. And that's the only way he's going to go if we don't advance. I want to advance. So the Rocket and me, I'm going to say Westbrook missed two games. We split those games and we beat them 4 2. 4 2. I hope Chris Paul is listening to this. That's okay. I want him to. I love Chris Paul. Also, the Rockets, the Rockets have to play defense, too. They have Exactly. To it can't be easy. Like Harden needs to score, but he also needs to D up, too, because Gildas Alexander is going to eat him up if he's not ready. Yes. Uh, that, kid, that kid is ready to go. We can't uh, take this team lightly at all. Like we no, just you, you know Chris Paul is in his ear saying, hey, this is what you do against yep. Harden. Like, this is, this is oh, how you play him. Trust me, I already know. And yeah, like very, you know, uh, Players, Steven too. Adams going in with his game plan. Yeah, Steven Adams is a walking double double. So, you know, we're going to struggle definitely. The only way we won't struggle is if he get in foul trouble, which could happen. But the chances of him getting in foul trouble versus him abusing us, the abuse is higher. <laughs> and they're going to spread you guys out with Gallo. Gallo exactly. Gonna so. You know, I'm I'm just like wow, like that's the yeah. dangerous part too, right? Gallo stretches the floor yep. that takes away the double team on Adams down low. Exactly. Then you got Nerlens Noel off the bench, Muscala, yeah. Roberson, it's, Ferguson. It's gonna be watch. Yeah, this is the Thunder are built to play the Rockets game if they want to. Yeah, we got and our hands full for sure. And they do it, and they do it with a little more size. We got so our hands. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Um, honestly, it's funny. We've talked so much about the West um, that the East, I mean, this is such an easier conversation <laughs> as far as like well, how we think these are going to play out for the most part. Um, exactly. And so all these Bucks, matchups are set. Well, all the, the West yeah, were set too. So Bucks, was it Bucks Magic or Bucks yep. Nets? Bucks Magic. Bucks Magic, I got a sweep. And like, unless earlier what Matt was saying, unless they get in Giannis' ear, Cause him to miss a game or throw his game off, it'll be a sweep. Yep. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going four one. Four. I think I think the Bucks will drop one of them just because they've been playing so sloppy. Okay. Uh, and and the Magic again. When you're the eight seed, you have nothing to lose. You're going to give everything you got. So I think that I think they maybe sneak one, but a sweep would definitely wouldn't surprise me either. And technically, they're playing at home. So <laughs> yeah, true that. Uh, Matt, what you think? Yeah, sweep. Unless they get in Giannis's head. And, and caught and throw them off or, or something like that. But I have just the Bucks sweeping them. Well, that's the thing is that the Bucks are in the same situation as the Lakers are. They're the number one seed. They seem very good, but they also have their issues. Yeah, uh, they've not played well in either team. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, with the Lakers, they have a team. No matter what, they're playing the you know a Suns or a Blazers kind of team. They're dealing with a lot coming in. The Bucks have a much easier road. So hopefully they can figure it out. But uh, yeah, very similar issues. Didn't the Bucks play Orlando first round last year? No, so. Toronto played Orlando last year. Yeah, with the Nets, right? The Bucks played the Nets. Wait, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's how. That's what no, it was. DJ Augustine was going off. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Man. It makes no sense that they're letting him do that. Now we got the Raptors going up against the Nets 
And I would have felt better about this matchup if Dinwiddie or even Kyrie was out there. We know the Nets are playing with G League players, but they've been competitive. So shout out to Jabari because your team has been competing. I do think the Nets will still a game, but I, I have this being 4 1. Yeah, same yep. here. Okay, 4 1. Yeah, I just think uh, they'll find a way to string it along. Toronto would do something to throw a game away, whether it be turnovers, foul trouble, off shooting night, something to happen. But it's definitely yeah. them having it's them having to lose a game more so than the Nets actually winning one. You know Correct. I mean? Yeah. So I and, and that's not even the Nets' fault. They just have no. Next year they're a completely different franchise as far as how they look. So you know they, you just get the experience as much as you can for the guys that are going to be there next year, and then you move on. Now, the moment Abe has been waiting for, the Boston Celtics taking on we know. the Philadelphia 76ers. This um, is going to be an intriguing matchup, but Riley, go ahead. Well, no, this is the most interesting one as far as the, you know, the star power involved. Um, I'm going Celtics for sure. I think it's going to be Celtics in six. Um, just because they're a more complete team. They've been playing better. They're playing more as a team. The Sixers are a mess. They're a mess. When you watch, they already don't have Simmons. When you watch Embiid, he is dominant when he's in the block and he's working off the block. What he's been doing is catching at like 15, 18 feet. There was a section in the game the other night where I watched him continually trying to get the ball in the, you know, in the short corner at like 15, 18 feet, just sitting there and just catching it and trying to shoot a turnaround right off the bat. Or he's getting it from 15, 18 and up uh, on the block or up on the um, up in the uh, higher up in the paint. And he's turning around and he's trying to shoot like fadeaways and stuff. Like the fact that he's trying to fade away when he's seven feet with that kind of footwork is wild. So the fact that that's his offensive arsenal right now, if he's hitting, that's great. But if he's not, it's there. He's not helping them at all. Um, so, I mean, I think they have a lot of great pieces, but I just don't think there's there's nothing at the top. There's no leadership at the top. And so yeah. I think that they're going to fall by the wayside, I'm afraid. But, I, yeah, I, I do think they'll give it a game or two because Embiid will have one or two good games for sure because he's a great player. But, yeah, I'm definitely going Celtics to win the series. And Embiid has to be healthy to begin with. I mean, you know he's bothered by the ankle. He left yesterday's game with a right-hand injury. But I still think Boston pulls this out. Like when you like you said, when you look at Boston, Kemba, Hayward, Tatum, Brown, you know, they smart too. Smart, yeah, exactly. So, I do. I got to be in four two. I just don't think Philly has enough, and I feel bad for Tobias Harris because you're not the problem, my guy. It's not you. No. <laughs> it's those around you, Matt. What about you, man? Man, same thing. Four two Boston. Uh, Boston needs to trade Embiid. The six. I mean, one of them got to go. Seventy sixers need to trade Embiid. One of them got to go at this point. They I, both I, get I, injured. Because at least with Simmons, you have a guy that knows he has a game that he's going to stick to, and he knows what he's really good at, right? And he's not, and yeah, he can't shoot, but he's really good at everything else, and he knows that, and he applies that. Embiid knows what he's really good at, and goes against that to try to do other things. And it's like that's not how you win. They uh, Embiid never takes accountability, and I don't think Simmons takes a lot either. But Embiid, like you know, beats his chest and acts like he is that leader. But then you obviously understand that he's not. One thing that's been funny actually regarding that is that. Uh, Feibel has has uh, had a vlog where he's it's, he's like followed around the bubble. He's like and he's filmed his teammates and stuff. And in every team meeting they have, because there's a lot of like social justice stuff they're talking about, things like that. And it's just in general, it you'd never see Embiid 
talking. It's always Harris. Tobias Harris is talking a lot. Um, Kylo Quinn uh, and uh, Al, Al Horford. But then in any in any meeting you see of them, you never see Embiid being the leader that he says he is. So I don't, you know what I mean? Or Simmons too, but Embiid especially because he talks the most. So yeah, I definitely, you need to get rid of him quick. It's, they need to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this will be a wake-up call for the Sixers, right? Yeah. They, they kind of have this cockiness to them and they're not as good as they think they are. And so I hope this is a wake-up call and they, they need to trade Horford this offseason because that just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, trade, oh, trade and beat and uh, i don't trust the process yeah it's, it's ran its course already but horford definitely needs to go to i've watched a few games with him and he just looks so out of place man yeah i would not be surprised honestly if the if the sixers just pressed the reset button as horrible yeah, as that coming and everything, i mean imagine the i mean the thunder did it and look at the assets they've gotten you know yeah, it would have been, been so much better to realize that one year earlier and press yeah. the restart button and still have Ben Simmons in his rookie contract. Still sure. could have kept JJ Redick. Yeah, and then you trade away pieces and your best player is still on his rookie contract. Right. And it's much easier to build. Right. They gave so you so you think they gave him that deal too early? Yeah, because then I just think they should have done this one year ago. Yeah, Not and also too, I mean, and they have luckily they have enough big money. I mean, like Harris is on a pretty big deal, Horford and Embiid. You can, you know, you can get rid of those guys and still keep Simmons if you want to and try to make it work. But you're very right that I mean, it's that's how teams tend to win is you get a good guy that's on a rookie deal and you surround him with guys um, that can complement him. And they still have time to do that. But it's, you know, we're looking around going like, oh man, this everything that they tried to build on paper seemed like it was going to work. And then it just didn't. I mean, last year they had Jimmy Butler added to that mix and, and Reddick and those guys, and they still couldn't do it. So yeah, man, I just feel for the Sixers. Cause like when you look at this team on paper, like just you marvel at it. Oh my God. Ben Simmons and B Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Matisse Thibault. Like, yeah. Wow. Shake Milton is even coming along, but it's just All not right. panning out. Now, Miami. The last one. Go ahead, Matt. Miami and Indiana, man, this is going to be a great series. Yeah, this, this is going to be the fireworks. Who do you got? Who do you got, Pierre? Miami's going to win it. Sabonis is still not there. They're saying TJ Warren is hampered by a plantar fasciitis injury. I just don't think – I mean, Indiana has enough to deal with Miami. Miami, you have Dragic, Butler, Nunn, Hero, Robinson, Adebayo, none is Crowder. None is day-to-day. Oh, really? None I mean, is day Crowder are day-to-day. And then Indiana, TJ Warren. That might be for tomorrow because isn't there a game tomorrow? Yeah, this is for uh, tomorrow's game. Oh, well, I'm talking, yeah, playoff-wise. Are they playing again tomorrow? Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I think that's – the when did playoffs start tomorrow, yeah? No, they start Monday. Oh, it just says thought, eight, it says eight fourteen on ESPN. Really? Hmm. Well, they can start in the East, guys. They can start in the East. Oh, West of that's Saturday. right. That's right. This is um, playoffs. Yeah. So um, the fourteenth is Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna wow. go here as well. I mean, the fact that TJ Warren has had to go off the way he has on an unfathomable level 
for them to compete the way that they have. That says a lot. Oladipo is not 100%. They don't have Sabonis. Um, they just don't have enough, I don't think. Uh, but it'll be a good series. I think it's going to go like seven. Like you know, what I mean, like I just think I think that they're going to push. Um, but if Warren, if Warren is not the Warren that he's been, it's going to be a four-one situation, four-two. Um, yeah, because I just don't think that they have enough. Yeah, if Sabonis was there, I would have felt a little confident about Indiana. But I just don't trust Goga Batista or uh, Batazde for a seven-game series against. He's been great though. He's been really good. I'm, I'm, yeah, he he locked up Anthony Davis. I, yeah, I they, they can that. finally get rid of uh, Miles Turner. Right. And stretch. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they've been wanting to get rid of Miles Turner for a minute, and the issue's been who's going to play center. And now they hey, have Miles that. Turner. Come on to Houston. You know, now nah, we ain't going to get no yeah. Miles Turner. I'm going to go the opposite way on this, uh, just to make it interesting. I've been agreeing with Pierre too much, and that's not okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> Indiana in seven if TJ Warren plays like bubble TJ. Okay. One of the best players we've ever seen. Bubble TJ. Bubble TJ is one of the goats. They need well, to do a documentary on bubble TJ. They say his injury isn't uh, serious. The game that's coming on uh, for, uh, tomorrow is a regular season game, and it's going to be on ESPN. That's a regular so, season game. Yeah, yes. They they had two games against each other. That's oh, so man. yeah. So <laughs> they should just will, make a playoff game. I mean, they might as well because it's already set in stone. Um, but I do agree that if TJ Warren is on his, is on fire, they'll have a chance. But I just this this loss of Sabonis will hurt them. They haven't ruled him out for the playoffs, but he's out indefinitely. You know, if he was there, you know, you would have more weapons. You know, Brogdon, and Brogdon has to be on point, too, even though he probably will, but it's going to come down to Brogdon. And like Riley said, Oladipo's not 100%. So it's just, it just doesn't look good for Indiana. Well, that's our playoff predictions. As always, any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on Facebook, SSAW, All Smoke is wanted maybe not by us but some people will give y'all the smoke we want to hear y'all play our predictions as well who y'all think gonna win i know a lot of y'all been saying okay see just want to say keep that same energy when we win us being the rockets on behalf of matt on (laughs) riley said i win (laughs) on behalf of matt and riley we thank y'all for listening